0: Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. This week's message from our mixtape series, participate in the Great Commission and go. So I grew up in the '90s, and that is completely uh, just for me because I, I love all of that. I, don't, I probably could name everybody that's there. Maybe one of them I couldn't. I wasn't into the grunge scene, so that there's a little bit of that that I don't recognize. I mean, but everybody recognizes Nirvana. So there's something in there that I don't. I might not not everybody, but you know, anybody that's my age, basically. Um, so it, uh, we're doing a series called Mixtape, and uh, and the premise of it is is simply this that that uh, w- when I was growing up, I made mixtapes. I, I, I'm, I'm in a weird generation, personally. I, I think so, anyway. Uh, I grew up at the beginning of my childhood, and the Internet didn't exist. It uh, didn't exist, and then I got the Internet at some point in you know, middle school. Uh, I wasn't on Facebook until college, right? Some people are like, oh, look like how young he is. Um, but that's when Facebook became about, and so... Um, it, I'm in a weird place, so there's, there's some people in this world that I can familiarize, because I, my, it was funny, I was visiting somebody earlier this, um, this week, and uh, the phone rang, and, and my son has never heard a house phone before, um, and the answering machine picked up, and, um, and I, I, it, I could tell that he was a little bit thrown off by that, because he didn't, where was his voice coming from, and it dawned on me then, I was like, he's never heard an answering machine before, and so there's plenty of you that have heard an answering machine before. But I'm in this weird place where I know what it, you know pre-internet was, but I definitely can familiarize with the culture that is all about Facebook and, and social media and everything too. So it's a it's a weird place. But uh, but I, I grew up um, in the 90s, and, and a lot of the music that was on there was was popular when I was growing up, and and um, I remember anybody with me. Uh, going to the radio that you had, you had a, a radio that had a tape deck on it, and you can actually record music that was coming in off the radio, right? Anybody ever do that and, and create a mix, like a you know, you hated when the DJ talked over the song because it ruined your song on the mixtape, um, and then and then you know that transitioned when I was in college to iTunes and creating CDs and different things like that for friends, and I was um, I was an uh, original Napster um, pirate, uh, so. <laughs> Um, music has been a part of my life. And I think that music is a part of a lot of people's lives in different ways. We all are inspired and challenged and been, uh, you know, influenced by music at different levels. And I heard a quote a couple of months ago that said this, that said that music or a song is the greatest time machine. And it hit me because there are so many times where I hear a song and it takes me back. It takes me back to a time. It takes me back to a time in my life where I was happy, where I was sad, where I was going through a breakup, where I was going through, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, you got the breakup songs. Um, but I was going through a different time or a different phase of my life, and it, I can instantly go back and think about, oh, man, that was when I was hanging out with my friend my sophomore year of college. I can remember that time. There's songs when, when, that were popular that, that, that Danil and I would sing and be a part of in the car and just have a good time with when we first started dating. And so when I hear those songs now, it takes me back to the time, and I can even feel the feelings that I had when you first fall in love because of the songs that I'm familiar with from that time. You get you guys with me on that? So it is it, a song is one of the greatest uh, time time machines. So uh, that's where that came from. And then to tie it in with scripture is simply this: there are a lot of great. Stories and a lot of great um, words in scripture that, that we have heard a lot in the church. If you've been a part of the church and, and even beyond or outside the walls of the church, there are some famous stories and some different themes that I want to try to tie in, uh, hopefully, not make it too complicated to try to tie it in, but to tie it in together uh, to be a part of this mixtape. So, we're going to create a mixtape of some of the greatest stories that have challenged the church over the, over the history of time. That's really not a phrase, but I just made it up just now, and we can have fun with it anyway. But I'm excited about it because music is fun. So what I want to do is I want to I play a couple songs real quick to kind of set the tempo. I don't really know if tempo is the thing. And I said, you know what? I, I want the control up on the stage. So what do I need to make sure that I can play some songs up on the stage and, and be the one that's in charge of that? And so we made it happen. So I'm excited about being able to control my own mixtape, and so I, I researched. I've got my own songs, right? Um, but I, I researched this week what the the top songs of like all time are, and, and you know Rolling Stone has some, Billboard has some, and um, talking about the magazine, not the actual band, right? Yeah, but um, but so I went with Billboard. Billboard had a top one hundred list of songs of all time, and, and this is like singles, single songs, single hits of all time, and the way that they came up with this was the amount of digital downloads of all time, the amount of online airplay that the song has ever had, and the amount of album and record single sales that, this, that these songs have ever had in the history of time, and the number one song fit what I wanted to talk about a little bit today, and I wanna see if anybody is familiar with this, so here it is. Know this? Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Number one song of all time, Billboard 100, is is the Twist by Chubby Checker. Can you? I would have never imagined that. But at a time, that was a really, really popular song, and it is, it is, it is. Is kept on over time. So it is, it is one of the, the most, you know, I'm sure it had a lot of airplay back in the day too. So kind of fun. But here's, here. let's see, I, I'm not going to tell you right now, but the next song I'll, I'll play uh, to see kind of where, where we are, if, if you can kind of guess what I'm saying, all right? You already noticed a little bit of what was happening up here when I started to do the twist, right? But <clears throat> second song, this was number 24. Number 24. See if anybody is familiar with this one. Right? What's starting to happen? Anybody know know the movie? Know the movie? Rocky, right? Everybody knows. I've never. This is embarrassing. I've never seen Rocky, but I know that that's from Rocky. Y'all gonna laugh at me? Hey, listen. This guy needs to stop listening to music and start watching some movies. But listen. So Eye of the Tiger, I have, I have very, very, I have memories of, of, um, of just playing around in ninth grade uh, with my friend um, Brent in his house, and we would do just the most weird things to this song, right? Like we were like air, you know, shadow boxing and doing all kinds of stuff, and, and so I have vivid memories of doing that in ninth grade, but there's the song. So, so first two songs, The Twist and Eye of the Tiger, kind of is what? What's happening with these songs? They're, they're upbeat, they're there anybody making you move a little bit right have you noticed this even this this stiff old body right here is is starting to move so here we go so here's a song in in that same theme i th- i started thinking about um oh let me get let me let me i'm going to step back so this song right here is probably one of the very first memories i've ever ever had and my mom my mom would 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 play this song on um on her you know big huge massive stereo that 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 you know that moms and dads had in the early 80s, and, um, and, and blast this song in the house, and it was, I would do the, the, the dance that, like, toddlers, like, two-year-old dance, you know, where they kind of just, where they do that number, like, that's what they do, and I, I could still kind of get away with that, but, like, she would play that song just to see me, you know, pull myself up and just, and here, here it is right here. I don't know if anybody, some of y'all know this one probably, but I loved the beginning of it because it has this special... Aspect to it. Anybody know what this one is? Yes, it is. I love the heartbeat at the beginning, and it slow builds. I love me some Huey Lewis and the News. Right? Anybody? So that's the heart of rock and roll. So my parents would play that song and, and make me, you know, they, they make me dance. So I, I, I have, that's like the very early memory song that I have at being a very, very young age. And then, um, and then we've got some other songs here that are just, that'll get you moving. Anybody else, anybody else hear this song and you just instantly, you just instantly start, you just instantly start, just instantly start moving around a little bit. And it's funny, this song here, anybody, early 90s? can't touch this. Embarrassing. This song here, when you play this it song around kids, everybody starts to move. I see people moving out there right now, Sometimes you know? Here, you, can take a break. you can't be happy or not happy and hear this song, anyway. I knew, I knew it. You would start clapping. I knew it. I knew it. So that's what happens. We hear songs and we're challenged by them. We are inspired by them. That song there is happy. I mean, you, you have to be happy when you sing a song about happy. But my kids have, uh, uh, would sing and dance to that song. It's on a movie that they love. And, um, and so it, it, music does that to us. It, it challenges us and it, it inspires us. And it, does, it, does, it gets us moving. And so I wanted to share a little bit about how we can be moved and inspired by some of the scriptures that uh, that we read about, and and more specifically, the timing of this is really perfect because in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, we're talking about what happened really after that first Easter, after Jesus was uh, was was uh, was resurrected, and, uh, and 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 I think I need to, a little bit pray here just to kind of give us that you know that buffer between what we just <laughs> went through to, to 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 now. So let me go ahead and do that. And I, I want to dive into a little bit of, of, of what we can see here in Matthew chapter 28. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the day. We thank you for just the way that you can challenge and inspire us through different ways, through music, through your word, through uh, just the interactions that we have with people and, and the way that we can just, we can live our life in a way where we best represent you. And, uh, and Lord, I pray today that you would challenge us and inspire us to to move, to, to make something happened in our life where people would look at us and say, man, I I want what they have. Uh, I want to be a part of of the great commission. I want to be a part of something special. And Jesus, I pray that you would just allow this time to to move today. And and it's in your name we pray. Amen. So after after Jesus was resurrected, he he gives this um he gives this challenge this great commission to the disciples that were around him there was 11 disciples at this point if you remember Judas was the one who betrayed Jesus so G- Judas was no longer around at this time so there was 11 disciples and in Matthew chapter 28 verse 16 it says the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them all right when when they saw him they worshiped but some doubted. I want to point out the fact that some doubted at this point. All right, here's the resurrected Jesus, okay? They just spent a couple days with him, saw him get murdered, put on a cross, put into a tomb. Three days later, he's walking around. People are poking holes uh, through the holes in his hands, and uh, still, some are doubting. Then Jesus came near to them and said this. um, Jesus said, "'In all authority has been given to me in heaven "'and on earth, go therefore.'" And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always until the end of the age. This is one of the most popular... Uh, points in scripture because it is known as the Great Commission. It is what we believe in the church that, um, that we are called to do, that we are to go to all nations, that we are to spread the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus, to help introduce people to who Jesus is and tell him about him and teach them about him, uh, discipling them, helping them grow up in faith, baptizing them. And this is, this is what Jesus is commanding his disciples to do. This is his, uh, his last moment on earth where he's saying, all right, listen, everything that we've done, everything that you've seen over the last three years I've spent with you, okay? If you remember anything, you knuckleheads, because they had a hard time remembering stuff, but if you remember anything, here's what I want you to do, okay? I'm back. I just came back to life. Listen to what I have to say. And he says, all authority has been given to me. It's important for you to understand that he has this authority. He's claiming this authority. This is a big deal. And he says that I have been given this authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and here on earth. And verse 19, probably the biggest and most important word that is for our Sunday here today, the very first word in verse 19 is a two-letter word, and it says, Anybody with me? Go. Go. Jesus says, go. He says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to uh, observe anything that I have commanded you. Teach them everything that we've gone through. Tell them the stories. Share what's happened. You've been on the road with me. You've seen what happened. You've seen what I've displayed. I have displayed humility. I have displayed a servant leader. I have displayed a shepherd who would turn down the 99 to go save the one. I want you to take everything that we have observed from this time with me and teach people about it. Share the way. Share the way of the master and tell them about me. Not just here, but I want you to go everywhere. Spread out and share what has happened and teach them how to observe it and teach them how to remember it and teach them how to pass it on so that when we disciple somebody, we can share this with somebody, we can bring that up, we can teach them, we can share it some more and what happens when we do that is another person and then another person just like DJ Khaled, another one, right? Teach that to somebody so that we can grow from here, Show them the way. Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you and remember, remember, remember that I am with you always until the very end of the age. Do not forget that I am here. Do not forget that I am the resurrected one who is going to be here and who is going to be with you along the way. Don't think that I am never around you at any moment. So when we talk about seeking his presence here this morning, it's that same promise that I am going to be with you until the end of the age. When scripture tells us that when two or more are gathered in his name, that he is here, that he is present. The Holy Spirit is here. He's here. And he's challenging us. He's showing us how we can begin a movement in our own lives and in our churches. And Jesus says, "I'm going to be with you always until the end of the age." And so He promises in, in in Acts chapter one, He promises the Holy Spirit. He says, "When I am finally gone, there's going to be a period where 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 it's, you're going to be here. I want you to stay where you are and wait until the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit is going to come, and He is going to fill you up, and you'll be baptized in with the Holy Spirit, and you'll you'll you'll." He'll be a part of, of the church and, and Peter, I want you to be the, the, the rock in which the church is built on. And Peter, we've talked about Peter in the month of in the month of March. Uh, he's kind of that knucklehead, that guy that just was always messing up and and it, 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 he reminds me of guys that I grew up with. Like they you know, they kinda of be aloof and not be a part of this is me really. I'm mean, <laughs> I grew up with myself. Aloof and not really all in, but when he's all in, he's all in, right? Like, you know what, Lord, I you know that you cannot go to the cross. And Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. And like he's cutting people's ears off. Listen, he's Jesus said, I am gonna build my church with you. And if Peter was up here today. Saying, hey, welcome to Anchor Church, you'd be like, this guy like rebuked Jesus. This guy cut a guy's ear off. Like he's the pastor of the church. Like that's who our early church leader was, was Peter. It was the unlikeliest of, of, of these guys. It's just an ordinary guy. But Jesus had inspired and challenged and lifted these guys up to do something that was extraordinary. And he's doing the same thing with us in this moment in this time. It's not just the disciples, it is us. These words get passed on to us through the scriptures so that we could take the good news of the gospel, so that we could take the great commission and go. And so when we talk about mixtape, when we talk about these songs that make us move, I wanna challenge you today, what do you need to get moving? You need something. Sometimes we need to play the eye of the tiger, right? Sometimes it's not a good day. Sometimes it's, it, it is a bad day. I don't know if you're ever like me, and I'm on the, I, there's two times where I need a, a playlist or a mixtape that gets me going, that gets me energized and pumped up. One is when I'm having a bad time and I wanna cheer myself up. I'm gonna toss a little happy in. I'm not gonna be happy at first, but I'm gonna listen to Pharrell. And then you know what? I'm gonna clap along because I am happy. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But music helps but there's times where I put a playlist together. I'm on a road trip and I'm driving 13 hours with high school seniors behind me that are, everybody's sleeping. And I'm the only one awake. I'm gonna toss a little T.I. in to keep me awake a little bit because I need that heart rolling a little bit to kind of get going. Or a little survivor to help me get the eye of the tiger. No MC Hammer. But eye of the tiger. But that helps. That helps. So in your life right now, what do you need to give you that charge, that energy, that pump up to get going? And I'm telling you, if you open up your Bible, if you, whether you have a Bible and it's like this. And listen, if you don't have a Bible today, I want to give you a Bible. We have Bibles here that we could give away. If you don't have a Bible today, you're leaving here with a Bible. You get a Bible. You get a Bible. Everybody gets a Bible, all right? If you want a Bible, we got a Bible for you. We want to give you one. But if, if, if you have a Bible, I want to challenge you to open up God's word. Because this is the living word. When Jesus left us, he left us with two things. He left us with the holy, the, the, the holy, living word, and he left us with the Holy Spirit. So when we read Matthew chapter 28 and we see, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, we should read that and we think, man, like that's what I'm supposed to be doing, that's my job. Like I came, I'm here at the at the church, and I could sit here and I could be involved, I could do something, I could, I could sit here and do nothing. But I'm telling you that that Jesus is calling you to step out and to step in and be a part of something. And if he needs to play a little happy in your life, then, then that's it. You guys ever see the music video for uh, the Black Keys Lonely Boy? The guy just dancing. There's a guy dancing in this music that you gotta look it up. It's the best thing ever. There's literally a guy just, just looking at the, at, the, at the camera dancing the whole time. It, it makes no sense, but it's funny. But this guy's this guy dancing. But like sometimes it just takes that movement to get going. And, 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 and if today is the day where I'm challenging you and I'm almost like kicking you to get you going, um, there was a time when I was a kid and I was, I was the wallflower, right? You know, you couldn't get me out there to dance because I cannot dance at all whatsoever. Then a little thing called the Macarena came out and everybody could dance. Um, but I, I, I needed, sometimes I needed that prod. I don't know if there's any fellas out there today that, that uh, had a girl that they ever wanted to dance with and they had, they had a couple of wingmen with them and there were some buddies that were alongside them and said, hey, go, man, go ask her to dance. Get out there, go ask her. No, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. No, get out there, go ask her, right? Get out there. And then like you're like, you know, you get out there and you're like, and you have to say something at that point. You're like, hey, would you, would you want to dance? Sometimes you need that, you need that kick, you need that buddy, you need that person in your life. Anchor groups are a great place for you to find that encouragement to get out there and be a part of the church, be a part of what God has called you to do in Matthew chapter 28. But sometimes you just need that prodding from somebody in your life. And if you're getting it right now from me, I wanna challenge you to live out what Matthew chapter 28 and the Great Commission tells you to do. Jesus is telling not just the 11 disciples that are with him, he's telling all of us to go. Be a part of the Great Commission. Tell people about me. The best thing you could do is just think about it like this. I think about how can I make Jesus famous in my life, right? There's nothing super spiritual about that, but like how can I make Jesus famous in my life? And there's a prayer that that I was challenged with probably about 10 years ago. It was simply this. If you pray, God, use my life to make you famous, I was challenged that if, if I, if I use that prayer, God use my life to make you famous, God's gonna answer that prayer. He wants to use you. So if you are broken, you say, listen, I want that, I wanna be a part of that, I want Jesus to be made famous in my life, and you are surrendering and, and literally or figuratively you're on your knees saying, Jesus, I need you in my life and I want to make you famous, use my life to make you famous, he's gonna answer that prayer. Because when I was serious about that statement, when I was serious about that prayer, when I was serious about that call in my life to Jesus, that's when some big things started to happen. Not, not I, wasn't, you know, I wasn't rolling in the dough. I'm not talking big things like that, but I'm talking like Jesus was starting to move and do some amazing things in my life. There's a group of young people that are here right now who are, are a part of Anchor Church that have moved from across the country to be a part of Anchor Church, and it's because of the influence that, um, that, that I had in their life. And I'm not saying that to lift my, my my name up at all. It's all about what God is doing, because God used me to be an influence in their life to help them fall in love with the one who, falls in, who fell in love with us from the very, very beginning to do something amazing in this life. And now they're here. They're a part of the church, and they're They're out there greeting. They're out there setting up the coffee. They're out there doing different things. There are some people here that are doing things because God has commanded them to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And that looks a lot different in a lot of different ways. But one of the greatest ways that we could do that is by making him famous in our life first so that he can be made famous in the lives of others around us. And I want to challenge you with that this morning. It will change your life. And I'm not just saying like, hey, that's something that you want. to so pray about it and just pray it and it's going to happen. I'm talking like if your heart is broken, and I'm praying that your heart is breaking. But if your heart is broken for that so that people in your neighborhood, so that people in your workplace or in your school will will know, come to know Jesus, if that's something that really is a burden on your heart and you don't know what to do with it, then I'm, I, I'm praying that that's a breaking of the heart that you experience so that you will Uh, Then surrender and say, Jesus, use my life to make you famous because it's going to happen if you're serious. It's going to happen. And for all of us, it looks different in different ways. We all have a different part in the kingdom of God. Jesus will will tell us that the the body of Christ looks just like the body that we have, that every, every little digit, every fingernail, every hair, every shoulder, all of it has different parts. The brain, the heart, the teeth—everything comes together to create the body that we live in. And in our church is the same way. And there, there is a role. There is a place for you. We have a banner out front that says "Welcome Home to Anchor Church," and that's—we're not, not just kidding around with that. Like this, we want to—we want you to know that this is home. That you have a place here. And we want to see you grow here. We want to challenge you. To, to, to learn more about what Jesus is doing and to go. And one of my favorite um, stories or script, pieces of scripture that we can read, it's in Acts chapter one. This is really, this is really the peace out moment from, from Jesus. He gave the great commission in Matthew chapter 28. And then Acts chapter one, he leaves with this. He promises the, the Holy Spirit and in Acts chapter one, verse nine, after he says this, which is the, 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 the promise of the Holy Spirit coming, that you're going to be my witness to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. After he says this, he was taken up. And you can kind of imagine how he's taken up in any different way you want to. But I like to just think that he's kind of like, right, like that's kind of a fun way. That'd be a fun way to go could be like a beam me up Scotty type of moment. I don't know. You know. However, however whatever you like, that's how it went because it, do, it doesn't clarify. We'll find out when we get to heaven. But he was taken up. And as they were there watching, a cloud took over him and he was out of their sight. And while he was going, they were gazing into heaven. So here's the 11 disciples. They're, they're down on the ground and they're watching him. They're just watching him go like, wow, there he goes. And we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And uh, they're watching him. They're, they're, they're gazing into the heaven and suddenly... Two uh, men in white clothes stood by them. So there they are. You, I can kind of gather, I can see them just gathering around on the hill, just watching, just, you know, in the ultimate, like, posture like this, just w- watching Jesus go up. Probably because they didn't even believe that that was actually gonna happen because these, you know, you know, these guys, they didn't believe anything that Jesus had to say, apparently. So they're watching him, and they, he, there he goes, and they're just still watching, like, like what, you know, I don't know what else there is to see, but, you know, maybe, he, maybe he's gonna fall. Like, you know, they're like, How's this even? So they're watching, and then these two men in white robes came and stood by them, and they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking up to heaven? This Jesus who has been taking, taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. And so here's what happens. These, these guys in the white robes, they come up next to him and they say, guys, listen. They got the boom box, you know, right there. They're like, hey, listen, you guys need to go boom, like like they're starting to play uh, something to get them moving a little bit, but it's like they had that wake up moment. And so today, I don't know where you are in your relationship with Jesus. I don't know if you have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know if you take your relationship with Jesus seriously. I don't know if you're all in and you're like, I don't know what, I'm like, I'm excited about what Jesus is doing in my life. You're like Ned Flanders, maybe. I I don't like you're like, you're excited. And then like, but I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. I've done this and I've done this and I've done this, but I don't know what's next. I don't know where you are. There's a broad spectrum of people in the room today. But I want to tell you right now that every single one of us in this moment can have a wake up moment. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.